The Trippy Coaching Podcast is sponsored by Hairborn Salon. At the forefront of the hairdressing world since 1997. The latest news at Hairborn Salon, located at Lombard, Illinois, is the new addition to the team, Sophie. Sophie moved to the area from the East Coast and is now providing color and haircut services at the salon Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. You can check out her work on Instagram at underscore styled by Sophie underscore and give Hairborn a call at 630-785-6862 to book your next appointment. And remember to tell them that the Trippy Coaching Podcast sent you and you will receive an additional 10% off. Hey, Tommy. Hey, Andrea, how you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I uh, I just wanted to start off the show by saying um, thank you to all the people who have been listening. Uh, I don't think you can ever say thank you enough, uh, but we're just about six, seven weeks into this show now, and in that time, it's been really gratifying and cool to get the response that we've had and have people come up and tell us about things that they um you know listened to or walked away with and have started implementing in their lives and uh and we appreciate them and and you all telling us about it because it lets us know that you know we're we're doing something here because you know a lot of the time we feel like we're the only ones listening and then it's nice when somebody comes up and they're like oh well i'm I'm on an episode, you know, four, I've got, you know, three to go and, you know, but I'm, you know, I'm loving it. I've shared it with my friends and, and everything. So. I, I thank you all from the bottom of my heart too. And Tommy and I uh, frequently talk throughout the week about our wins uh, throughout our days. And, you know, when your clients come up to you or show up to a, a session and they're looking a little bit different and they're shining a little bit brighter. Yeah. And I go, Oh, you look nice. And they go, well, you know, I listened to your podcast about putting yourself together. And I thought that, you know, I feel better with my makeup on and my hair's done. And, and it was a different session. It yeah. was a completely different session. So um, thank you everybody for, well, for showing up and for listening. And well, that brings happiness into our lives. And yeah. so for that, we're, we're very grateful. We know that not just my mom and dad are listening, right. um, <laughs> even though they're the first to comment and, and thumbs up. So yeah. um, we also have a few updates at the end of the show. So please listen for that. Uh, we're excited. Some exciting news coming up for you guys. Um, but before we get started in our podcast today, we want I wanted to try a little bit of a different approach to our normal format and um, let you get to know the man that you're you're learning to know and love, and that is who else but uh, Tommy else here. He is not only a good friend, he is a fantastic co-host and he is now uh, a good partner of mine and um, Tommy and I go way back and we might as well just and we always wondered like how are we going to tell these people like what our association uh, like, yeah, is yeah how we really know each other because we go back 20 years at least yes um so uh, let's here it is ready <laughs> drum roll <laughs> I was married to Tommy's dad and Tommy was a young teenager when um 
I came into the family and uh, we always had a, a love for fitness together. And, and Tommy went through, was it your first show or was it your Yeah, show? no, it was my first show. You were, you were there for that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, bodybuilding show. Bodybuilding. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was, you know, he did so well and he looked so well. And um, I was just really proud to be there and to be part of his whole fitness journey. So to, to, to be doing this. I mean, this... You've, you've known me almost half my life easily i mean like yeah. i was 19 yeah so and i'm i guess I, i'm 44 now yeah. whether i like it or not, you know, so. you like it or not. <laughs> and i'm that much older so but uh you know and before we dive into this conversation with tommy i i took a few notes on him uh from i wanted to give you the insight that i have um because he is just a fantastic guy and the first word that when I talk about Tommy, the first thing I say is he's so loyal. He's one of the most loyal guys out there. Um, but, or, and he is not, <laughs> not, but, but there's no, but, but. about this. Um, he's not only a personal trainer, he's a former professional wrestler with resistance pro tag team champion champion. Did I say that right? I was, I was, uh, besides screwing up the champion part, I was, a, I was formerly a, a active professional wrestler. I still do matches once in a blue moon, but, um, but yeah, I was a part of an organization called resistance pro. And at one point, yes, was, uh, uh, with my partner, Brady Pierce, we held the tag team championships. I was there for that too, which yes. is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and you know, what sets Tommy apart is as a trainer let's talk about your training is first of all he, he has a wealth of knowledge and best thing about tommy is his ability to pivot i mean he can see somebody and look at them and assess them and give them a customized workout plan right on the dot i've seen you do it tommy has a bedside manner that is rare in the fitness industry he's kind he's patient he's incredibly supportive and his nurturing approach is just so motivating um, to all of his clients. As I said in the beginning, he is loyal beyond belief. So um, he's been a real blessing to me in getting this podcast up and running. So I thank you right here well, I, from the I, bottom of my heart. And I'm really happy to be working with you in this capacity. Well, and I'm, I'm honored and I appreciate being a part of it as well. So thank you. So you're welcome. So as we bring Tommy into this conversation, I want you to keep in mind his incredible blend of expertise, his personalization, his genuine care that he brings to this world of fitness. Tommy, hi. <laughs> Here we are. I guess I'm in the hot seat today. You are uh, in the hot seat. So, you know, we had a little question answered just in that introduction, but tell us what's what started you in this this fitness industry here you are 19 years old i think we posted a video of you working out too uh, uh yeah to match we did. this conversation i was uh i was 16 going on 17 in that video um but um well i mean from when i was a little kid both of my parents were were fitness conscious um and then inevitably they got into uh competitive bodybuilding but even before that when they were just, you know, working out just to exercise. When I was a kid, you know, I was the kid in the uh, in the nursery, sitting there waiting for my parents to finish working out. But to me, it was like, it looked like this big adult playground out there. 
and I just thought, sometimes it is. Yeah. And I was, <laughs> <laughs> and I just was like, well, I want to play on all those machines and I want to pull that and I want to, you know, do that. And I don't know, it just looked fun and I wasn't allowed to do it. So I just, you know, I think it built up in me. And then, so by the time I was, I think it was 15 and, um, the local gym that my, uh, my parents belonged to was called Jaegers and it mm -hmm. was of just will always go down in my art I'll never I'll never find a gym that was better than it but I love that place and when I turned 15 for my birthday my father had gotten me a, uh, a membership there and I just started going to the gym like every day and it wasn't long before one of my father's good friends uh, Larry Weiss uh sort of took me under his wing it was neat because you know because everyone knew my folks at the gym and everything when i started working out there everybody was real friendly and open to me and like showing me how to do things and having me they'll like come here and work you know working with me here you know let's do some let's do some chess together or something so i got to learn from you know a very nice community of people and stuff i really actually worked out very little with my parents ever um but Larry who was my father's friend. Like I said, um, he would get to the gym. He would work with me anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours. You know, other people had sports and theater and things like that. And my after school time was in the gym with him. And I owe my entire career to him because proper proper form, um, just the variety of exercises, everything I learned, I learned from him. You know, he started you with a five pound dumbbell and unless you could do, you know, the exercise with perfect form, you didn't go up to the next one and to the next one and so on and so forth. Like you had to do it all with good form. And so I, even in my own workouts, when I'm by myself, I hear him in my head telling me to adjust this cool. or things like that. And then when I'm working with other clients, I hear him through me saying mm -hmm. the same things to him. Um, so anyway, I really fell in love with it i was you know i i had good genetics i think for it too and so i i saw results and it just felt good it felt good to work out and i felt like it was something i was good at on the other side as far as diet and stuff with my parents competing in competitions they were always if it wasn't one of them it was the other one and they were on you know bodybuilding style diets and stuff so i learned a lot about nutrition as far as protein and carbs and, and uh, vegetables and what has what and, and all that sort of stuff so it just became kind of a second nature thing it was like i didn't need to take a course on it necessarily it was like i just you know you just you know you learn stuff along the way and everything and so as far as personal training it seemed like a natural fit for me, but one that I was against for a long time. When I graduated high school, I really wanted to be a, a phys ed teacher. I thought just being a gym teacher was kind of the natural route for me to go. But um, at the time, the market for phys ed teachers was really bad. They were um, phasing out a lot of physical mm -hmm. education in schools. And even though the entire phys ed department, you know, thought I would be a great, you know, phys ed teacher, they were like, you know, by the time you go through school and everything, you're going to get out there, the market's already flooded, you know, they're not getting paid enough and all that. And so they actually talked me out of it. But then I was kind of still floundering and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I worked about a million different Joe jobs in the meantime. 
And people always ask me, they're like, why don't you be a personal trainer? And the reason I didn't want to be a personal trainer was because at the time, the only option that was available to me was to be a personal trainer at a gym like export or the, you know, Bally's was around then and stuff. And the problem is, is that when you are a personal trainer there, you're, you're about 90% salesperson and 10% personal trainer. You don't have very much control over the actual workouts or the diet that the person is on um, or their nutrition. You are pushing supplements on them that they don't need and you have to meet your sales goals and all of that affects. And that's just like, I don't want any of that. I can't, I'm not a good salesperson because I can't push something on something on someone who I know doesn't need it, you know? Um, And there was just no environment where you could just be a personal trainer. But I did one day just by, I mean, this was just fate. I was out on a walk going through Wheaton and I walked past a place and it was called fitness together. Mm And, um, and it was said one-on-one private personal training. And so I went home and I Googled it and I looked it up and, and it's exactly what it was. It was a place, I don't even know if they're still around anymore. Um, but it was a place where you got, if you, you buy like say 20 sessions or whatever, and each session, it was just you and a trainer in your own private room that had all the equipment in it and everything. The trainer had a hundred percent um, control over the workouts and your nutrition. Mm -hmm. And then they had, you know, nice amenities, like, you know, you could shower and, and, you know, there were towels and soaps and all that stuff for everybody. It was a boutique style. Yeah. Gym. And so I looked it up and then I applied. So then I thought, well, you know, cause they don't sell anything otherwise, you know, they're not pushing, they don't, they don't sell any products at all. So it was just personal training and nutrition. And so I, uh, I applied there, got the job, and in about six months was the manager of the location and then um, worked there for the next two and a half, three years before uh, the owners had sold it off. Um, but in that time, I mean, that's when I, that's where I really, you know. You learned the business there, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, I got, that's, that's, I learned how it worked. Um, and, you know, I, as a personal trainer, it's like you're, you're a practicing personal trainer the same way that like a doctor or a, or a lawyer is always a practicing one because you never stop learning. Each individual that I talk to and work with is a new experience for me in some way or another, you know, everybody is truly different. And so to have worked with as many people as I have, it just helps make me a more well-rounded trainer. And that's where I cut my teeth was in that environment. Once the place got sold off, uh, which wasn't, it, it wasn't anything against the the place. It was doing just fine. The, uh, the owners just ins- decided that they were done with it and were going to invest into something else at the time. And at that point I had, you know, all the people who were there who were just basically an instant uh, base of, clientele that um you know everyone was fine with you know there was not like a non-compete and everything and so they wanted to keep the most of them wanted to keep working out so then i had to figure out a way to do it where i could come to their home um and be able to do it with limited amount of equipment but coming to their home also gave them the convenience of somebody shows up at their door it takes away their ability to you know 
drive past the place on the way home and say, ah, not tonight, you know, or, or accountability. it's harder for them to cancel. Mm -hmm. They know I'm coming. Right. And at the end of it, as soon as it's over, I take off. And then if you want it, you can jump into your own shower and you've got all your own stuff. And, you know, if you've got to get to work or, you know, or make dinner or whatever the case is, it's like, I'm gone. You've got no travel time. And so, and that just kind of built on its own. It was just like, first it was like, oh, well, you know, I can do it. I can come to people's places and I don't need a lot of, you know, area to, to work in. And then there's also people who, and this was part of the, the concept of fitness together, but there's a lot of people who don't like the idea of training in front of other people at a gym. So the privacy was something that was a big um, selling point to them. And you don't get any more private than your own home or office. I've had people who would have me come to their, their offices and they might have like an, an extra room or some space somewhere that, you know, we could do something in. So, and, and basically that's what I've been doing since, uh, 2009. So about 15 years and, uh, I've been a trainer since 05. So first four years was through, um, fitness together. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then I've been on my own. Yeah. And, and like I said, in the beginning, your, your ability to look at somebody, assess them and provide a customized workout is Due to that, due to that, um, your, your work it. background of at fitness together and that one-on-one mm-hmm. approach—that's a really cool approach because you're right. People don't have anybody looking at them. They could wear whatever they want. Mm-hmm. You know, they can say whatever they want. It ends up being a therapy session. You know, oh. whether they're crabbing about their spouse or about work or, you know, it gets it off their chest. But that's that's part of your holistic approach. Is not only do you look at you know, let's get weight off of you. How are we going to build muscle? It's how are you going to make, am I going to make this person a better person? So when they walk out there, they feel better all the way around. Well, it's, I mean, I've said a million times to people, it's like being a hairstylist or a bartender. I mean, it's just people open up to you and everything. And a lot of people will they'll be like, I'm sorry. You know, I know I keep going on about this. And I always tell people don't apologize because it's a healthy thing for mm-hmm. you to be able to unload that and, and get that out. You know, I've got someone who I'm usually catching at, like, she gets off of work at 5, and we're working out at, like, 5.05, you know. So she's hot off of a day of work, mm-hmm. and she's got a lot, you know, she's got it the whole day to unload, you know. And so she'll tell me the whole thing about her whole day. and and But it's good because then she's gotten it out. And she's gotten it out of her system. And then when she sits down at dinner with her family that night, she's present. And she's, she's not going to sit there and spend that dinner time unloading her day on everybody. And everybody just has to sit there and listen. She got it out. Right. Yeah. So she gets to listen to, like, what her kids did that day yeah. or how her husband was or whatever the it's case. Stress you know? So I, I always encourage my, my clients to, you know, to talk to me and be as open as they feel comfortable with and everything. And, um, you know, and I've got clients, you know, 15 years old that, you know, I mean, they know everything in the world about me too. So, you know, so you go to their home, do you bring equipment with you? Um, so in some cases people have home gyms that have been sitting there and they just don't know what to do with them. And then, so if that's the case, I try to teach them how they can use it. You know, I, one of the things I've always tried to impress on people with my training is, is that I want it to be an education. I want it to be so they don't need to have me. 
and they know right. what they're doing and why they're doing it, whether it's their food or their workouts. So if they have a workout machine that they spent a couple grand on, I'm going to teach them how to use it and how to get the most out of it. And we're going to use it in their workouts. If somebody doesn't have anything at all, I have a trunk full of equipment that I can bring in. And it's just simple stuff. It's a medicine ball. It's resistance bands. I do cardio boxing with people. I do calisthenics. I do yoga. I mean, it's just there's a million ways to work out where you don't need to have anything other than like, you know, a five by five area of, you know, floor to work with so and learning learning that and and having somebody train you um you being the client on that is a really great sustainable approach to fitness because you can take that anywhere you you take the principles that tommy teaches you um you know when he has you doing push-ups off your couch or a lunge off the stair or whatever he does uh you could take that to you know a work trip I at was... the hotel or you know I was telling you earlier before we recorded, you know, um, a buddy of mine came by last night and he and I used to work out together and um, not as clients, just as you know, he's with my friend and, but, uh, but I've helped him with, you know, his diet just a little here and there. And, um, and he told me uh, last night, cause it looked like he had lost some weight. And in fact, he had, he had dropped like 12 pounds. And he said, you know, honestly, I have to thank you because, you know, I know it was forever ago, but you, you know, I talked to me about, you know, such and such, you know, with his diet and everything. He's like, and it just always stuck with me. And I implemented that, you know, these last few weeks and stuff. And it's like, oh, well, that's nice that's to know nice. that something I said, you know, like 10 years ago, you know, is something he's still being able to use now. I know people who have worked with me and then taken the lessons they learned from me and helped either their spouse or a friend help them lose weight or, or, or get to whatever goal there is and stuff. And so it's like, they've, you know, they pay it forward that way. It's cool. You know, it's nice for it's, that's, that's the thing I love about this is seeing results, seeing people who get, um, uh, who feel better about themselves, who have learned something and now have a tool and, um, you know, and one of my biggest things I love getting is people who come in with their blood work. You know, mm -hmm. because how many doctors tell their their patients, you need to work out, you need to exercise and you need to watch your diet. And then they come to me and they actually do it. So then they go to the doctor and then they get their six month blood work or whatever the case is. And then their like cholesterol is down and they're, you know, and, and all sorts of stuff is, is, is great. And, you know, their blood pressure and all that. And not only they are they excited and proud. But the doctors are always just like, like, I can't believe you did this. Yeah. And usually they know because they, they know before they even do the blood work because you'll see when the person walks in the room because they already physically look different at that point. But it's just, it's another, it's another way that it just comes back. And I'm just like, that's awesome. It's one of my favorite things. So Tommy, tell me a little bit about, um, so you, you go to somebody's home. How long are your sessions generally? They go anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. It starts with me, um, well, with them <laughs> doing a, uh, <laughs> a warm-up routine. Um, it's usually about six minutes or so uh, just to get their blood flowing and get their muscles warmed up. And then uh, depending on whatever workout we do, it can be about 30 to 40 minutes or so. And then at the end, we do a, a total body stretch to loosen up the muscles and release any lactic acids and then 
have some water afterwards to kind of flush any toxins that might have been released during the workout and uh yeah that's it do they do you give them a little bit of a plan for the week to be able to work on their fitness goals when you're not there because you know a lot of a lot of people think when they work with a trainer mm -hmm. that they show up once a week with their trainer or twice a week and then they don't have to do anything on those other days yeah. which is you know and then it's the trainer's fault when it's they they, they don't see the results that they want to see so right. for you to get results you have a trainer and you have to put in the work off uh you know the other days so that you can be stronger for the trainer the next time and life can progress so how do you ensure that they have um accountability throughout the week well it always comes down to the frequency of how often they're going to be with me mm -hmm. now i have someone i've got people who train with me twice a week i've got someone who trains with me six days a week so for him i don't have to worry about him on any he doesn't have any off days <laughs> so right. uh for someone who is like say a twice a week person then yeah i i will give them things to do now again it's a matter of how much they're willing to commit so if they are only going to commit to doing one more day on their own then you know then I, yeah i will always give people something to do and it's something that they don't they can do with whatever they have in their house you know and that's the cool part about it because then they can do that when you're not there and yeah. they don't have to drive up to a gym they don't have to check in they don't have to have their earphones they don't have to do all of that deal with people right and by the nature of the workouts they also help people who travel a lot because they're things that you can do at a hotel room too right you know so you know granted you know they probably have a gym or whatever in a hotel but i mean even if you're staying at relatives or whatever, and you got a room to yourself or, you know, just a little space, there are workouts that you can do in a relatively short amount of time. And you're just using your own body weight. And you'd be, you know, a lot of people would be surprised at how much of a workout you can get with just your body weight. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't have to be in uh, the Glen Ellen, Illinois area for Tommy to train you. He is also available by Zoom, correct? I do Zoom. Um, I, I do always prefer to be with people in person as much as I can um, because, you know, I think I think doing anything in person with somebody, you know, just sharing the same space and um, sharing that energy in the room is important. It also gives me a better look at what people are doing. However, um, one of the things that came out of COVID was learning how to be able to train people, you know, over Zoom, which was for me something new and something I had to adapt to and learn about um, and find the best way to be able to do that through a video process. Um, I don't do it a lot, but it is something that I still do if say, you know, sometimes it's just from a time constraint situation, it'll work better for the client to jump online and do it. And so if that's the case, then great. Sometimes you know how like, you know, you you're sick but you feel fine but you just want to make sure you're not contagious and you know well then we can do it on there mm -hmm. you know because you still feel up for it but you just want to make sure you don't get anyone else sick yeah all right we jump online so it's an option and i i you know it's an effective option it's, though it's, i mean it's, oh it's great to have i i i'm glad that i had and i'll tell you something i mean it got me uh, business-wise through covid oh yeah and um i mean i i lost zero clients during that entire time and and in one case i actually had a client who used to live about two minutes away from me he moved to tennessee for two and a half years and in that two and a half years we still trained three days a week 
online while he was out down there and then he ended up moving back up here two minutes away down the street so well, now, there it is so now he's back but we we never stopped working out even though he had moved away and they, we, we never planned on coming back and but he was perfectly fine with us just you know and so was i and it worked you know we, we made it work so. so if you live in tennessee or anywhere else you could uh have Tommy be your trainer and I'm telling you which again it's just the fact that he was he wanted to stay with me and keep doing it and saw the value in it enough to go to those lengths you know even though he oh. was moving that means a lot to me and, you know that just it really it really you know that's what makes me want to you know work my hardest for people well you, you appreciate know? loyalty too cause yeah because you're loyal right you know um you have worked with clients with physical disabilities and limitations before yeah how do you uh how do you approach training those it always yeah it obviously depends on whatever the the limitation is but there's i've i have yet to find anything that i couldn't work around you know i have i've had people who have had you know neck fusion um uh, they've got back problems knee replacements hip replacements uh they've had strokes they've had heart attacks uh i have somebody who has a pacemaker right now um and there's there's always a way to exercise and do something around all of those things mm -hmm. you know and and sometimes they may seem like small things but they matter and just staying active is what's going to give you your best quality of life so so people ask us a lot you know, well, if I only have 30 minutes, what should I do? Should I do strength or cardio? What would you tell them? I mean, if you only have 30 minutes, you could do a combination of both. I mean, um, you know, it depends on how you, you classify cardio, because if you were to do, I would say something along the lines of circuit training would be the way to go, because you can do resistance exercises like uh, push-ups and squats, um, planks, wall sits, uh, and your heart rate's going to get up there. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're doing, you know, let's say the, let's say you're doing 15, 25 body weight squats. I mean, your heart rate's going to get up there if you do it right after a set of push-ups, And then if you, you know, go into a, a plank or a wall sit, same thing. You're keeping your heart rate up the entire time. There's, you know, yoga where if you are using dynamic resistance, which is where you create your own resistance, you can get your heart rate up from anywhere to 120, 140, you know, just doing that. And you're not, you know, doing any impact on your joints or anything like that. So there's a, there's a few different ways you can do it. There's, well, there's a lot of different ways you can do it, but it's definitely possible. Yeah. And, you... and there's not like, I wouldn't say like it's all cardio or it's all it's I, like I said, I think it's kind of a combination of, of the two. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to do it within a time restraint. Tommy works on uh, a lot of, he, he comes from the functional fitness approach and um, he does a lot of compound body movements so that, your body's heart rate can get up and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you can do a really great workout in a very express amount of time. I'm sure your clients are busy. They're all professionals. They're yeah. busy people, you know, they can't commit sometimes to two hours in the gym, an hour every day. No. And, and most of them really, honestly, they don't need to, I mean, the, it's not the amount of time that you spend in the mm -hmm. gym. It's the quality of, of what you're doing in there. Um, 
it's like when I do cardio, I don't, I don't ever do more than a half hour of cardio. I just increase the intensity, you know, mm-hmm. right. Then I'm like, I'm not going to do an hour on the elliptical. I'd ra- you're going to get more out of doing a half hour at a higher intensity than if you did an hour at a moderate intensity. Mm-hmm. So it's not about how long you work out. You know, most people who spend two, three hours in the gym are talking for about an hour, two hours of that three hours that oh, they're yeah. there. I uh, mean, looking at their phone. Yeah. And hanging out with people, which is yeah. fine, you know, because I mean, back in the day I used to get my workout in and then I liked hanging out, you know, mm-hmm. and talking to people and stuff, but don't tell people that you're at the gym three hours a day and act like you're working out all the time. You know, you, no, no. It's, it's... Could somebody hire you for a zoom, uh, personal training session that doesn't have any equipment in their home? And would you be able to train them that way? Absolutely. So you work with women a lot. Um, Do you find that women have uh, this fitness myth that if they work with weights that they're going to get bulky? The thing that I love is, I mean, because guys guys do this too you know they're like you know well i don't want to get too i don't want to get too too big yeah and i'm like well if you wake up tomorrow morning and you look like the incredible hulk i'm like we'll fix it all right you know and then i want to know what you did so i can you know i'm like it doesn't happen that way you 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 tone your muscle you build some muscle if you feel like you're getting to a point that you don't like the way that that looks, then you scale it back. It's it's you have complete control. That's the thing is you really have a lot of control over your body, you know, and if you it's just a matter of having the discipline to be able to know how to speak and communicate with your body and tell it what you want. So if if you know, if you feel like you're, you know, but you got to realize putting on muscle is a lot of work and takes a long time. You know, when I was doing bodybuilding competitions, I did four in my career. Um, I usually did them a year to two years apart. And the reason is because it's going to take that long for me to make a noticeable difference from the last competition I was in to the next one. Mm-hmm. You know, my goal was always, it wasn't about the trophies. It was about, you know, I want to see the pictures from show one up against the show two ones what looks better what did i do and then show three needs to look better and so on and so forth so all that is to say that it takes that long to put that kind of muscle on so and uh women develop differently than men and so it's something that i think resistance training is one of the best things that you can do Mm -hmm. male or female and is not something you should be afraid of and certainly not be afraid of, you know, putting on too much muscle or anything like that. If you feel like you don't like the way that it looks or the way that you feel with it or whatever, it's real easy to turn it around. And a lot of it has to do with your diet and how you're eating too. I mean, if you're, if you're lifting weights and you're eating cheeseburgers, well, you're just going to generally look a little bit bigger, I guess, but you know, you have to have a balanced diet behind it. So this, the strength that you are building, it pops and shows. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, most people are usually pretty happy if they got a little bit of muscle showing. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've yet to meet anyone who really had an honest complaint being like, I don't know. Yeah. I just. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so let's talk about your 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 shows, uh, the fitness shows that you've entered into, the bodybuilding shows. I mean, I was there for the first one uh, and. And I believe for well, all were, of them. You were there, at, I think, almost all of them. Yeah. yeah. And you looked different 
at every show and he looked incredible well that every was the, show. And that was always the plan it was the thing was is because my parents had been in, involved in it um it was something that you know and plus i worked out as much as i did all the time so by the time i was in my early 20s people were asking me how come you're you know why don't you compete and larry my my trainer he wanted me to compete as a teenager when i was like 18 years old i didn't want anything to do with it because because i had grown up around it and i'm talking about i was like a little kid and at a bodybuilding competition they started like five in the morning with check-in and this goes all day long with the judging during the morning and the show at night and then if you have to stay to the end they go almost till midnight it is a very long day and mind you these contestants aren't eating much right it's a very very long day <laughs> but even as a kid just sitting and waiting what i used to do is, is i'd sit there they do the judging during the day and i'd sit in the audience during the day and i have a notebook and i would judge all the classes because there was nothing else to do there was no game boy there were no phones there was nothing there was nothing to do it was a attention. long boring yeah. boring day i hated going to bodybuilding shows but that was it but so i learned what the judges were looking for though too you know, but I also know I also learned that a lot of those judges owned all the gyms that these people went to mm -hmm. and that there was a whole lot of favoritism going on and people getting trophies from their, you know, the judges who, you know, own the gyms for their people because they want them mm -hmm. to, you know, you know, be able to say that they won. So that disenchanted me from it because I'm like, it's not a level playing field. And even even with that aside, everybody is so different someone's got the income to be able to pay for having all these supplements and this type of diet where somebody may not you know mm -hmm. um somebody might have to work 25 hours a week and the other guy works 60 you know so it's like how do you you know so i just i i just at that point checked out on the whole thing and then around 25 i had put on a significant amount of weight I had been putting on a lot of muscle, but I had also been eating a lot of garbage too. And, uh, and once again, one of my friends, uh, a couple of my buddies, I was talking to at a party and they said, Hey, you know, what would you, you know, why don't you try doing a bodybuilding competition? And at that point I thought to myself, I, I, I then came up with two reasons to do it. One was I would force me to kick off the weight that I had put on. Mm -hmm. And number two, I decided that, I just wanted to see if I could do it. Could I do the training? Could I lose the weight? Could I get in competition state and get up in nothing but my skivvies in front of 300 plus people and do a bodybuilding posing routine? Can I do it? I don't care if I place, if I get a trophy or anything like that. Just can I do it? Can you it? get up there right. and do it? And so that was my goal. And so I spent the next 12 weeks I lost 50 pounds in 12 weeks, which I don't recommend. No, no, it's a special type of diet. And, well, and even, and even then it was more aggressive than it should have been, but, um, but I did. And, um, I, so I went up there, I competed. And as soon as I walked off the stage, I kept saying like, this is a one-time thing. I'm doing this once and I'm never doing it again. And as soon as I walked off the stage, I said, I'm doing this again. <laughs> Cause I was like, now I know I can do it. Can I do it better mm -hmm. the next time? And that's what it became is can I do it better time after time? And you did. Yeah. And I did after about four shows, um, the last two shows I did, 
because I was actually training. Um, I trained two uh, girls for their first bodybuilding competitions. Um, and knowing what a hard day it is to go through, the only way I could be there with them on the day of the show for everything is if I was competing in the show myself so I could be backstage with them mm. as, as their coach and everything. So I did the shows just to be there with them. So the first girl, uh, she got uh, first place and the other one got second place and it was their first bodybuilding competitions. And that was a really cool thing too, to see I, them. I wanna highlight what Tommy just said. And this goes to his commitment and his loyalty. He did a 12 week kick your butt, diet down, <laughs> step on stage in his skivvies, load carb, deload carb. I mean, I mean, the stuff that they have to go through, tan himself, go through all of that crabby for 12 weeks, no restaurants for two of his clients, just so he could be backstage with them. That's the loyalty that I'm talking about with you. And uh, that's what you show your clients all the time. That's pretty cool. I just wanted to I, highlight that. Well, I appreciate it. I just I don't know, like, I, I just felt like, you know, you need to have someone back there to help get you through that day. It's amazing. Know? So that's really amazing. So resistance pro tell us about that. Tell us how you got started into wrestling. That's pretty cool. So I was thinking about doing a fifth show just to do and it was going to be my last show. I was like, I'll do one more bodybuilding show. And it was just because I felt like, you know, I had done all that I, I was going to do with it. And, you know, I was just ready to move on to something else. But right around that time, um, I have been a big professional wrestling fan since my 20s, since my early 20s. I, I wasn't so much as a kid, but um, right around 20 years old is when I got into it. I, my favorite band happens to be the Smashing Pumpkins. Now, in 2011, it was announced that there would be an independent wrestling company in Chicago that would be um, head, headed up by Billy Corgan, who is the lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins. So for me, this was crazy because it's like my two favorite things. It's wrestling and my favorite band all coming together into one thing, and it was called Resistance Pro. So uh, their first show was on Black Friday of 2011. My brother and I went to it and uh and it was very cool and like within the next week or two after that they put out an open call they were doing a, a uh, like an american idol style uh, audition process for people who had not wrestled before but would like to get involved and um so i ended up going to this um because not one of my friends would forgive me if i didn't go and try so uh, basically, I stood up on stage in front of uh, Billy Corgan for the first time. I'm seeing this guy in person and uh, the two owners, Jock and Gabe Barron, and then um, two wrestlers. And so they basically had me as a manager play the part of a manager and what their job is to do is to put over um, their respective wrestler that they represent whether it's a good guy or a bad guy so they had me just improv basically it's just stand there with the good guy talk about the next match he's going to have and why he's going to win do the same thing with the bad guy 
Billy asked me a few questions, you know, like, where do you live? I told him Glen Allen, and, you know, he's from around this area over here. He was in Glendale Heights. Oh, okay, um, that's cool. He went to Glenbard North. I went to Glenbard East. Um, so he knows the area, and he's got family here in Glen Allen. And um, so we just, it was nice. We just kind of, like, you know, shot the shit a little bit with each other and stuff. And I was, um, I was very fortunate because I was the second person who went up. Because the first guy who went up, you know, like none of us knew what to expect. Right. So the poor guy, whoever was first was the one who was going to, you know, have to bite that bullet. So once I saw what they were doing, I knew what they were looking for. So anyway, by the end of the night, um, it ended up being a fun night. Everyone was just there kind of watching everybody audition. You know, it was a real loose atmosphere. And at the end of the night, it was a bad snowstorm. And he and Billy was waiting for his buddies to get their, their stuff together. And. I figure I'm never going to see this guy again in mm -hmm. my life. So I walked up to him and just shook his hand and said, Hey, I just wanted to say thank you for tonight. It was really awesome. And I, I got to say thank you for all the music that you've done because it's been a tremendous influence and you're my absolute favorite and, you know, just mm -hmm. left it at that. I'm like, I didn't want to be too gushy. And he, uh, he just, he said, thank you very much. I appreciate it and everything. He goes, I think we might have a spot for you. Ooh. And so I was not expecting that. And so then, you know, but I'm still like, you know, that could be mean anything, you know, so and here's the broom. <laughs> yeah. So then, you know, but yeah, then a couple of weeks later, they uh, they got in touch with me and um, they basically said that's between you and like a couple other guys. Now, later on, I found out this was all a bunch of BS, but they were like, between you and a couple other guys whoever can uh, pre-sell the most tickets will be on the show <laughs> and so i went to work and i called in every favor i had i got in touch with i went on facebook i got in touch with everybody i was like i don't even care if you go just buy a ticket mm -hmm. okay if you can i'm not you know I, I never asked for anything you know and in spite of i i, I ended up selling 43 tickets to this thing and i would say about 40 people showed up out of the 43. Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't just buy tickets. Mm -hmm. And this whole thing was to do just one show. So that was it. It wasn't to be a full-time wrestler or anything like that. It was just like, you get a spot on one of the shows. Okay. So I go, I did the first show. It was just a small spot. I didn't wrestle or anything like that because I didn't know how to or anything, but I was part of the show. And after that, they booked me for the next show and for the next show. And then for the entire run of that company, I was on all but one show, which is That's amazing. six years or mm -hmm. so. The, um, well, no, I'm sorry. It was actually eight uh, years of that company. And um, I was on every single one of those shows. I never in a million years thought it would ever happen. I eventually did go into wrestling training and learned how to wrestle and, um, not wasn't great but i was really i was good as a character and i was good on the microphone i was the lead uh, uh of a faction called body magic and we were all supposed to be like the guys who are the jerks at the gym mm -hmm. you know who the big egos and one of the guys was a model um, you know i was supposed to be the personal trainer to the stars so it was just an embellished version of myself my name was eric saint vaughn mm -hmm. and our team was called body magic and as body magic we actually got it very popular um i brought us out to the ring with a rap that i did every time that was our entrance music 
um, and I always carried a shake weight with me. And those two things, the, shake weight. the, the <laughs> rap and the shake weight are what got us to be popular. And it's the funniest things in, in wrestling that make you a big hit. But we got over big with the crowd. Next thing you see is a bunch of shirts in the crowd, body magic shirts, people bringing signs and body magic chants. And, you know, the bigger you get, the closer you get to the titles and stuff. And we ended up getting uh, as far as winning the uh, Resistance Pro Tag Team Champions. And then that was something from that night of going to that thing, I never in a million years. And along the way, got to meet so many wrestlers that I grew up watching on television and have matches with a lot of them too. So, I mean, it was just an incredible experience. I could, I could give you a hundred Billy Corgan stories and things that I've gotten to do with him. And, and, and he and I got to, you know, have a good relationship with each other. And, and he really was he's one of the best people and so incredibly generous to me. And I could never thank him enough for everything he's done. That's for me. so cool. That's so heartfelt too. Um, I've seen you in action and uh, actually I brought my daughter with me and, uh, your sister Yeah, and, uh, you, you guys work hard up there. I mean, you yeah. are, you are taking hits like crazy. I mean, I hear it. I'm like, Ooh, ow, yeah. Ooh, you guys are bruised up. Well, it's and... always funny to me. People are like, well, doesn't that hurt? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah that it hurts, hurts a lot. Yeah. Sure, that hurts. And it, you could hear it. I mean, it's fall, loud. Fall and... backwards as fast and as hard as you can onto your back onto plywood yeah i mean while I, you're I, trying to sh keep up this persona right. and, and you have to yeah you have to act and be a character the entire time too you know you can't break character even if you're in a lot of pain so it's yeah it's an interesting it's an interesting uh, form of entertainment did you find that your background with fitness and body mechanics helped you become a better wrestler because you are aware of your body and how it works i do i do and i don't really know what else to add to it because you basically just said it it was yeah it was because of if, if i brought anything into it it was just mm -hmm. at least you know i had a good sense of myself and and knowing where i was and you know it's called ring awareness mm -hmm. of where you are and where your body is and everything um you know it's real easy with like a crowd chant your name or booing you or whatever the case is or just a random guy screaming something at you to get distracted sure. and so if you get distracted mentally then physically you may you know end up in a different spot too but um but yeah that that helped but it's it's a very unique thing and there's it's it's a different kind of training and um i ended up having uh the unique um opportunity to work with a girl she was uh, she used to come to the shows mm -hmm. when she was young. Um, I think she might have been like 12, 13 or something like that when I first met her. And then when she was 17, she knew she wanted to get into professional wrestling. And so um, one of the owners of the company knew her family and got her in touch with me. She was too young to really go to a, a professional wrestling school still. Plus she was in high school and just wouldn't have the time for it and everything. So but what we did was, is I got her physically ready for it because when you go to like a professional wrestling uh, session, you start out with 500 squats and then you work out for an hour mm -hmm. and then you get into the ring. Mm -hmm. So you're exhausted before you even get into the ring and start doing anything wrestling and people who go in on their first day, they're, you know, throwing up and all that stuff. Sure. 
I wanted her to go in on that first day ready to rock. So she was she had her 500 squats down before she even got to her first day of practice. And um, then so, you know, I done handed her off to the man who was my trainer and um, he took it from there. And now she's a regular wrestler. She's been wrestling for two and a half years now and is considered a, a big up and coming name right now. And, That's amazing. Uh, and it's just cool to be a part, to have been a part of that journey. And it's like, to think that I would ever have gotten into wrestling or even gotten, and then gotten to a point where I could then pass something sure. from that on. Cause we didn't just do the training part. I taught. You mentored her. Yeah, wrestling psychology. We would watch tapes of other, you know, pro wrestling matches and things like that. And I, you know, I would have her do you know, commentary. I turned the, the, the audio off and have her do commentary. I wanted her to pay attention to the refs, learn how to cut a promo. I mean, we practiced on all That's sorts, awesome. all sorts of stuff just beyond the physicality of it. So, but it was a lot of fun and, and, and I think helped kind of give her a little bit of a foundation that gave her a head start among, against the, the rest of yeah, the people. Yeah, you gave her, again, you, that holistic approach, you kind of looked at it from all angles. Um, so, I said that we had an update uh, at the end of the show, so I just want to make this very quick. The beginning of June, we are going to have a group coaching platform where Tommy and I are going to be working together. It's going to be a hybrid model where it's a one-to-one -one coaching uh platform and a group approach, um, you're going to have a ton of accountability. And I'm super excited that Tommy has agreed to be the personal training aspect of it. So not only will you be getting a 12-week online coaching video modules, you'll be getting one-to-one uh, -one weight loss coaching with me, and then I think, I don't know, eight or so sessions with Tommy. So it's going to be a holistic approach to weight loss and um, weight loss will definitely be redefined with this program. So thank you again for all of you tuning in and listening. We hope that you interact with us on the Facebook group. We thank you all. And Tommy, can you please tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you? You guys got to sign up today. He is incredible. He's always offering lovely deals because he actually cares about making a difference. So Tommy, tell us how you can get a hold of you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under uh, Tommy Els personal trainer. Um, you can find me on, uh, you can get me on my email at Tommy Els at gmail.com and uh, just send me a message. And I always do a free consultation and a free workout with people so that you know we can sit and talk and discuss your goals and find out what it is you're you're hoping to achieve and then i can tell you what my plan would be and then give you a, a workout to kind of give you an idea of how i work and some of the things that we do just so that you know what you're getting into before you make any sort of commitment you know i want i want everyone to feel comfortable about uh, working with me and and what their uh, expectations and goals are and then that way you know we know we're on the same page and then we can move forward together you could also get a hold of tommy on the trippy coaching podcast facebook page so you could uh if you don't remember all the other handles yes if nothing else reach out here you can always find either of us there right well thank you for having me on as a on a guest on, it's been a pleasure on our on our show right um uh as always I, of course, have been who else but Tommy else. And I am Andrea Trippi. And until next time, here's to a healthier, more confident you.
The Trippy Coaching Podcast is produced and mixed by me. Who else but Tani else? Theme song provided by Professor Click. Be sure and check him out at ProfessorClick.com. All one word, K-L-I-Q.com. The content provided in the Trippy Coaching Podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for professional medical health, wellness advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.